a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Today, episode 80, just 20 away from 100. I realized the other day that we will likely celebrate the 100th episode of this program uh, while still practicing this social distancing. I will probably be sitting right here where I am now in my guest bedroom, broadcasting to you, uh, doing what I can and uh, what you can to to help slow the spread of this coronavirus. Man, it is uh, absolutely a part of every facet of our lives right now, huh? Uh, are, are you starting to to settle into a routine? Is it starting to get a little easier to bear the uh, the isolation, the the separation from your friends and family members? Uh, I, I'm getting there. I'm not all the way there yet. I'm starting to, or I'm trying to figure out how best to to, to act and how best to settle my mind so I don't go too stir crazy or succumb to the cabin fever. And anyway, if you have any tips, I am surely wide open to those. Five seven five zero zero. That's our Utah Community Credit Union text line. Let me tell you about the show today. We are going to have uh, an added emphasis on the military today. In just a moment, after I run through things, I'm going to tell you the story uh, that's been shaping up and playing out over the past week, and that is the story of uh, Navy Captain Ben Crozier, who last week was relieved of command. He was the commanding officer of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, an aircraft carrier which is currently docked on the island of Guam, a uh, U.S. territory. I'm going to tell you that whole story. There's some fascinating things to, to observe and to learn there, and there are interesting uh, kind of revelations as to the characters uh, of the men and women who lead us in and out of the military. And we're going to sort of walk through that story. And then later on in the program, we'll be joined by a former Air Force officer and 2nd District Congressman in the state of Utah, Representative Chris Stewart. He will be calling in. We're going to talk about two things with him. He has some concerns about the CARES Act, not necessarily about how it uh, was made, but how it's being implemented. There are a number of things that people need to know, and he would like to do, do his part uh, in getting that information out. So he'll be a, a guest on the program later today. And then we're going to have a second conversation with him. Uh, he, as I mentioned, former Air Force officer, uh, flew bombers, holds uh, numerous world records for some of his exploits as an aviator. He will be talking to us about the impact of the coronavirus on our nation's national defense. And that ties into the story I'm about to tell you uh, regarding the uh, Navy Captain Ben Crozier, the commander of the Theodore Roosevelt. Before that, let me point out, too, we're going to have a, a final conversation in the program today with Jenny Taylor. You know, she's the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army. Uh, you first came to know her, unfortunately, following the death of her husband, Major Brent Taylor, who was killed uh, in Afghanistan in November of 2018. She, uh, since then, has been a wonderful ambassador for the military, the Army specifically, and a wonderful leader, uh, an example of resilience in the face of just tragic, absolute, uh, heartbreaking loss and adversity. She'll be our guest. She's going to talk to us a little bit about the Army's recruiting efforts. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the bottom line is that they're pretty much on, halt, on hold right now. Those soldiers who are passing through basic combat training, they are uh, cooling their heels right now. Everything's kind of on a, a standstill and a pause. She'll explain all that to us later on. But now let's get into this story that started uh, last Monday. 
You see, on the 24th of March, it was reported that the aircraft carrier Theodore Roosevelt, uh, the USS Teddy Roosevelt, uh, while on deployment in the Pacific, had a few sailors on board who had tested positive for COVID-19. Then a few days later, that number grew to some dozens. The Theodore Roosevelt was uh, the first ship in the U.S. Navy to have an outbreak of COVID-19 while at sea. On the 27th, the Theodore Roosevelt was ordered to Guam. And on the 30th of March, Captain Ben Crozier used uh, an unclassified email to transmit a four-page letter to his superiors and others uh, expressing some of the frustrations he felt uh, about his inability to appropriately contain the coronavirus on board the ship of which he was the commanding officer, and he was asking for help. Now, you heard the president yesterday talk about this letter in some disparaging terms. Uh, and we'll get into those specifics here in, in just a moment. But uh, I want to point out to you that the letter uh, was fairly straightforward. He presented to his superior officers the circumstance he was facing uh, on his ship. He proposed a certain uh, courses of action to overcome uh, the challenge being posed by the coronavirus. And he sent that letter off. Now, here's where the trouble begins. A day after he sent that letter, it somehow, coming from someone on the receiving end of that letter, the letter was transmitted to the San Francisco Chronicle, which published the letter in its entirety. I have the letter here in front of me. I've, I've read it. <laughs> and it's it's fairly straightforward. I When I was working out in Washington, D.C., uh, as a congressional aide, I came across uh, many of these types of letters, uh, these correspondences, uh, which essentially describe the situation at hand, uh, pre present and list the resources available, and if there is something lacking in the resources available to overcome the challenge at hand, uh, there are requests made, and that is all uh, what goes into this letter. There's this uh, opening paragraph in letters like this called the bluff, and military folks and others know uh, what bluff stands for. That's bottom line up front. Let me read to you the bottom line up front presented by uh, Captain Crozier as he uh, addressed his superior officers. He writes, uh, uh, if required, the USS Theodore Roosevelt, this is from his letter dated uh, March 30th, if required, the USS Theodore Roosevelt would embark all assigned sailors, set sail, and be ready to fight and beat any adversary that dares challenge the U.S. or our allies. The virus would certainly have an impact. But in combat, we are willing to take certain risks that are not acceptable in peacetime. However, we are not at war and therefore cannot allow a single sailor to perish as a result of this pandemic unnecessarily. Decisive action is required now in order to comply with CDC and Naval Admin, uh, and then it gives the, the number, guidance and prevent tragic outcomes. <clears throat> So the captain here is pointing out that we are not at war currently and that it is not acceptable for even a single sailor to lose their life as a result of this coronavirus. And he then goes on to share some of the things that he would like to see done in an effort to bring that about. That letter was leaked to the public. As I just mentioned, the San Francisco Chronicle published it, and that caused a lot of trouble in Washington, D.C. Ultimately, 
by the authority of the acting Navy secretary, a gentleman named Thomas Modley. Uh, Captain Crozier was relieved of duty. And uh, a lot has happened since. And that's what I want to share with you when we come back. What happened uh, after that captain was relieved of duty by the Secretary of Navy? I'll share that with you when we come back on the next segment of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. The story I told in the segment preceding had to do with that aircraft carrier, the USS Theodore Roosevelt. It is currently in Guam. The commanding officer, Captain Brett Crozier, has been relieved of duty, and it was under the authority of acting Navy Secretary Thomas Modley that he was relieved of duty. So those are the characters. You, you, you pay attention to uh, Captain Crozier and uh, Secretary Modley. Those two folks have been in a, in a bit of a back and forth, and it's it, fascinating. The, the update is this. Secretary Modley relieved Captain Crozier of duty not that many days ago. And it was as uh, Captain Crozier was walking off the deck of his aircraft carrier, getting into uh, an SUV to drive away, uh, the, the sailors on the USS Theodore Roosevelt applauded the captain and hailed him as a hero. As he walked away, this was the chant that was sounding in his ear. Those are the sailors who were serving under his command, chanting his name uh, over and over as he made his way uh, off the ship uh, and onto his next assignment. <clears throat> now, I'll point out as a, a side note that since all this happened, we have learned that Captain Crozier himself has tested positive for the coronavirus, uh, but that fact is almost an aside because of what happened next. This was... Navy Secretary Thomas Modley. It's important to remember that the individual that occupies the, the secretary positions over the various branches of the armed service is themselves a, a civilian, operating as a civilian. Now, that's not to take away from uh, Secretary Modley's uh, resume. He himself, a, a graduate of the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, uh, also went on to pick up some education at Georgetown University and Harvard University. He was a helicopter pilot in his days of service, but now a civilian. And this is what uh, civilian secretary of the Navy had to say uh, as he boarded. He himself, this is the man, again, who relieved the captain of duty. Uh, when he boarded the USS Theodore Roosevelt, he took uh, the intercom and he spoke to all 4,000 men and women sailors aboard that ship who were serving under Captain Brent Crozier. Those uh, Brett Crozier, those were the ones who you just heard chanting his name as he disembarked. I'm going to play for you a few cuts of what was broadcast over the PA system of that ship by the Secretary of the Navy. Here's the first one. If he didn't think that information was, to, was going to get out into the public, in this information age that we live in, then he was, A, too naive or too stupid to be the commanding officer of a ship like this. The alternate is that he did it on purpose. 
The second one? It was a betrayal of trust with me, with his chain of command. And here's the third cut of what Secretary Modley had to say to, again, the sailors who have served under Brett Crozier and applauded him uh, as he uh, disembarked after being relieved of duty. The former Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden, suggested just yesterday that my decision was criminal. I assure you it was not, because I understand the facts, and those facts show that what your captain did was very, very wrong. Now, here's the interesting thing. You have two men who have each taken action. And here's what I think. Captain Crozier was wrong for sending that letter the way that he did. And I think that the outcome of having sent that letter, the resulting uh, fallout, and the revelation of information that came as a result of Captain Brett Crozier releasing that letter in the way he did, warranted him being relieved of duty. That's one. Now, separate and apart from that is the comments made to all of those sailors who were serving under Captain Crozier by the acting secretary, Thomas Modley. Uh, it, it was abhorrent the way he spoke about this Captain Crozier. To call him stupid or naive and then to insinuate that he uh, did something intentional, to intentionally betray the United States Navy and those uh, under his command, that's unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. Both men were wrong here. And they have both been called to task. Uh, one of them being relieved of duty. <clears throat> the other gentleman, this uh, Secretary Modley, uh, he, after receiving some uh, complaints leveled against him by members of the House Armed Services Committee, uh, specifically Chairman Adam Smith, a Democrat from Washington, he did release this statement yesterday. And this is, uh, again, from the Secretary Secretary Modley, after he made those comments aboard the USS Theodore Roosevelt. He says, we pick our carrier commanding officers with great care. Captain Crozier is smart and passionate, I believe, precisely because he is not naive and stupid, that he sent his alarming email with the intention of getting it into the public domain in an effort to draw public attention to the situation on his ship. I apologize for any confusion this choice of words may have caused and for any pain my remarks may have caused. Okay, so fine. So that storyline comes to an end there. He, gives, he offers an apology. He'll likely maintain that post. But now let's turn back to the actions of Captain Crozier. He wrote a letter. It was four pages long. It was ultimately published in the San Francisco newspaper, the San Francisco Chronicle. And what did that letter communicate? Captain Crozier wrote in that letter that there was a circumstance playing out on his ship. In this case, it was an outbreak of the coronavirus. But whatever the case, he communicated that a circumstance playing out on his ship had caused... Uh, it to become impotent, that should it be needed to fight and defend, that it would be hindered and crippled and not able to do so at 100%. He telegraphed to our would-be adversaries while deployed in the Pacific, and if you know anything about geography, you know there are some folks who are uh, not exactly our friends uh, in that region. He let those folks know that there was a crippled ship. He gave away uh, a strategic disadvantage. He revealed a strategic disadvantage uh, that we as the United States military were facing as a result of this coronavirus. Does that make sense? 
in this military asset, which was uh, crippled due to the coronavirus, it's not like a, a single Humvee or, or one helicopter. It was one of the largest assets that we have at our disposal. The USS Theodore Roosevelt is an aircraft carrier. On board are stationed uh, F-35s, a special kind of F-35, which is able to, you know, the F-35s that uh, they have up at Hill Air Force Base. Imagine one of those able to take off vertically and then go attack an enemy or surveil uh, uh, those who we might need to keep an eye on. <clears throat> it's powered by nuclear energy. There is nearly nothing uh, so big and massive. It's, it's, it's manned by 4,000, sometimes 5,000 sailors. And the actions of the captain let the world know that we were not at 100%. And that's unacceptable. You can't reveal your weakness. Ever. And so for that matter, I believe that his uh, removal from his post uh, was warranted. Now, should he be called naive or stupid? No, because that brings us to the other issue. Should he be called naive or stupid? Absolutely not. And he sure uh, should not, surely should not be called naive or stupid by one of his superiors to uh, the crew of that ship. It's an absolutely unacceptable course of action. I hope uh, that the secretary faces uh, consequences for that. I don't predict that he will. I think his con his his. Apology will stand and be sufficient, at least in the eyes uh, of those in power, to do something about it. But it's two stories. Two men did something unfortunate, and uh, hopefully there aren't further consequences. And let me just say this, too. We've learned, too, that, uh, that Captain Crozier has tested positive for the coronavirus. I absolutely hope that he uh, gets better soon and uh, learns his lesson. And uh, the president yesterday made some remarks hoping that his career isn't ended because of this. I hope the very same thing. I hope that he is able to continue serving uh, and his reputation is uh, polished up and folks uh, recognize that he was doing what he thought uh, was best for uh, the men and women under his care, uh, under his command, uh, but maybe uh, it was not the best for the overall picture of the United States military. Anyway, that's that. Uh, we've got to move on here, take a quick break, get some news. When we come back, we are going to be standing by for a press conference hosted by uh, Governor Gary Herbert, as well as state epidemiologist uh, Dr. Angela Dunn and others. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.